back home, back to Godhead. Since he was always protected by the Lord, he could have avoided the effect of such a curse by the grace of the Lord, but he did not take such undue advantage for nothing. Rather, he made the best use of a bad bargain. For seven days continuously he heard Srimad Bhagavatam from the right source, and thus he got shelter at the lotus feet of the Lord by that opportunity. SB 1.12.28 Text 28 Text Jijnasa tatma yafarthayal munirvayasa suited asahyavadam nrapagangayam yasayati adhakuatabhayam. Word for word meanings. Jijnasata, having inquired of, atma yafarthaya, right knowledge of one's own self, munah, from the learned philosopher, vayasa suited, the son of vayasa, asah, he, yavva, quitting, item, this material attachment, nrapap, oking, gangayam, on the bank of the gangs, yasayati. Will go, unhap, directly, akutahbam, the life of fearlessness. Translation. After inquiring about proper self-knowledge from the great philosopher son of Vyasadeva, he will renounce all material attachment and achieve a life of fearlessness. Purport. Material knowledge means ignorance of the knowledge of one's own self. Philosophy means to seek after the right knowledge of one's own self, or the knowledge of self-realization. Without self-realization, philosophy is dry speculation or a waste of time and energy. Srimad Bhagavatam gives the right knowledge of one's own self, and by hearing Srimad Bhagavatam one can get free from material attachment and enter into the kingdom of fearlessness. This material world is fearfulness. Its prisoners are always fearful as within a prison house. In the prison house no one can violate the jail rules and regulations, and violating the rules means another term for extension of prison life. Similarly, we in this material existence are always fearful. This fearfulness is called anxiety. Everyone in the material life, in all species and varieties of life, is full of anxieties, either by breaking or without breaking the laws of nature. Liberation, or mukti, means getting relief from these constant anxieties. This is possible only when the quality of anxiety is changed by the devotional service of the Lord. Srimad Bhagavatam gives us the chance to change the quality of anxiety from matter to spirit. This is done in the association of a learned philosopher like the self-realized Sukadeva Gosvami, the great son of Sri Vyasadeva. Maharaja Pirikshit, after receiving warning of his death, took advantage of this opportunity by association with Sukadeva Gosvami and achieved the desired result. There is a sort of imitation of this reciting and hearing of Srimad Bhagavatam by professional men, and their foolish audience thinks that they will get free from the clutches of material attachment and attain the life of fearlessness. Such imitative hearing of Srimad Bhagavatam is a caricature only, and one should not be misled by such a performance of Bhagavatam Saptaha undertaken by ridiculous greedy fellows to maintain an establishment of material enjoyment. SB 1.12.29 Text 29. Text. Iti Rajna Apadisaya Viprajanaka Kavidahalandhapasitaya Sarv Pradijagna Svakan Grahan. Word for word meanings. Iti, thus, Rajna, unto the king, Apadisaya, having advised, Vipra, persons well versed in the Vedas, Janaka Kavidah, persons expert in astrology and in the performance of birth ceremonies, Labdha Apasitaya, those who had received sumptuously as remuneration, Sarv, all of them. Pranijagna, went back, Svakan, their own, Grahan, houses. Translation. Thus those who were expert in astrological knowledge and in performance of the birth ceremony instructed King Yudhisthira about the future history of the child. Then, 
being sumptuously remunerated, they all returned to their respective homes. PURPORT The Vedas are the storehouse of knowledge, both material and spiritual. But such knowledge aims at perfection of self-realization. In other words, the Vedas are the guides for the civilized man in every respect. Since human life is the opportunity to get free from all material miseries, it is properly guided by the knowledge of the Vedas, in the matters of both material needs and spiritual salvation. The specific intelligent class of men who were devoted particularly to the knowledge of the Vedas were called the Vipras, or the graduates of the Vedic knowledge. There are different branches of knowledge in the Vedas, of which astrology and pathology are two important branches necessary for the common man. So the intelligent men, generally known as the Brahmanas, took up all the different branches of Vedic knowledge to guide society. Even the Department of Military Education, Dandarveda, was also taken up by such intelligent men, and the Vipras were also teachers of this section of knowledge, as were Dronacharya, Kripacharya, etc. The word Vipra mentioned herein is significant. There is a little difference between the Vipras and the Brahmanas. The Vipras are those who are expert in karmakanda, or fruitive activities, guiding the society towards fulfilling the material necessities of life, whereas the Brahmanas are expert in spiritual knowledge of transcendence. This department of knowledge is called Nanakanda, and above this there is the Upasanakanda. The culmination of Upasanakanda is the devotional service of the Lord Vishnu, and when the Brahmanas achieve perfection, they are called Vaisnavas. This new worship is the highest of the modes of worship. Elevated Brahmanas are Vaisnavas engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord, and thus Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the science of devotional service, is very dear to the Vaisnavas. And as explained in the beginning of the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is the mature fruit of Vedic knowledge and is superior subject matter, above the three Kandas, namely Karma, Jnana and Upasana. Amongst the Karmakanda experts, the expert Jataka Vipras were good astrologers who could tell all the future history of a born child simply by the astral calculations of the time, Lena. Such expert Jataka Vipras were present during the birth of Maharaja Pirixit, and his grandfather, Maharaja Yudhisthira, awarded the Vipras sufficiently with gold, land, villages, grains and other valuable necessaries of life, which also include cows. There is a need of such vipras in the social structure, and it is the duty of the state to maintain them comfortably, as designed in the Vedic procedure. Such expert vipras, being sufficiently paid by the state, could give free service to the people in general, and thus this department of Vedic knowledge could be available for all. SB 1.12.30 Text 30 Text Sahisa Lotvik Hyatah Pirixid Idiyat Prabhah Purvam Drastaman and Hyan Pirixid Inaris Vita Word-for-word meanings. Sah, he, Esa, in this, Lok, world, Vikhyata, famous, Pirixit, one who examines, Iti, thus, Yat, Wat, Prabha, O my king, Purvam. Before, Drastam, seen, Ananhyan, constantly contemplating, Pirixita, shall examine, Nerisu, unto every man, Iha, here. Translation. The child would become famous in the world, as Pirixit left square bracket examiner, right square bracket, because he would come to examine all human beings in his search after that personality whom he saw before his birth. Thus he would come to constantly contemplate him. PURPORT Maharaja Pirixit, fortunate, as he was, got the impression of the Lord even in the womb of his mother, and thus his contemplation on the Lord was constantly with him. Once the impression of the transcendental form of the Lord is fixed in one's mind, 
one can never forget him in any circumstance. Child Pyrrhixit, after coming out of the womb, was in the habit of examining everyone to see whether he was the same personality whom he first saw in the womb. But no one could be equal to or more attractive than the Lord, and therefore he never accepted anyone. But the Lord was constantly with him by such examination, and thus Maharaja Pyrrhixit was always engaged in the devotional service of the Lord by remembrance. Srila Jiva Gosvami remarks in this connection that every child, if given an impression of the Lord from his very childhood, certainly becomes a great devotee of the Lord like Maharaja Pyrrhixit. One may not be as fortunate as Maharaja Pyrrhixit to have the opportunity to see the Lord in the womb of his mother, but even if he is not so fortunate, he can be made so, if the parents of the child desire him to be so. There is a practical example in my personal life in this connection. My father was a pure devotee of the Lord, and when I was only four or five years old, my father gave me a couple of forms of Radha and Krishna. In a playful manner, I used to worship these deities along with my sister, and I used to imitate the performances of a neighboring temple of Radha Govinda. By constantly visiting this neighboring temple and copying the ceremonies in connection with my own deities of play, I developed a natural affinity for the Lord. My father used to observe all the ceremonies befitting my position. Later on, these activities were suspended due to my association in the schools and colleges, and I became completely out of practice. But in my youthful days, when I met my spiritual master, Sri Srimad Bhaktisadhanta Sirasvati Gosvami Maharaja, again I revived my old habit, and the same playful deities became my worshipful deities in proper regulation. This was followed up, until I left the family connection, and I am pleased that my generous father gave the first impression which was developed later into a regulative devotional service by his divine grace. Maharaja Pralada also advised that such impressions of a godly relation must be impregnated from the beginning of childhood, otherwise one may miss the opportunity of the human form of life, which is very valuable, although it is temporary like others. SB 1.12.31 Text 31. Text. Siraja Patro Vevrahasu Sukla Ivaduka Happy Ryamanah Petrabhakas Thabhiriva Son Vatum. Word for word meanings. Sah, that, Rajapatra, the royal prince, Vevrah, grew up, as you, very soon, Sukal, waxing moon, Iva, like, Yuduka, the moon, Happy Ryamanah, luxuriantly, Petrabhah, by the parental guardians, Kasthabhah, plenary development, Iva, like, Sah, he, and the hum, day after day. Translation. As the moon, in its waxing fortnight, develops day after day, so the royal prince left square bracket at right square bracket very soon developed luxuriantly under the care and full facilities of his guardian grandfathers. SB 1.12.32. Text 32. Text. Yaksaya manos vabadhinajnati Word for word meanings. Yaksayamana, desiring to perform, Asvabadhina, by the horse sacrifice ceremony, Jnati Droha, fighting with kinsmen, Jihaseya, for getting free, Raja, King Yudhisthira, Labdhadana, for getting some wealth, Dadhaya, thought about it, Nadanitra, not otherwise, Karadandaya, taxes and fines. Translation. Just at this time, King Yudhisthira was considering performing a horse sacrifice to get freed from sins incurred from fighting with kinsmen. But he became anxious to get some wealth, for there were no surplus funds outside of fines and tax collection. PURPORT 
as the Brahmanas and Vipras had a right to be subsidized by the state, the state executive head had the right to collect taxes and fines from the citizens. After the Battle of Hiruxatra the state treasury was exhausted, and therefore there was no surplus fund, except the fund from tax collection and fines. Such funds were sufficient only for the state's budget, and having no excess fund, the king was anxious to get more wealth in some other way in order to perform the horse sacrifice. Maharaja Yudhisthira wanted to perform this sacrifice under the instruction of this Medeva. SB 1.12.33 Text 33 Text Tadadhipratamalaksayabratarosayudakaditahdanam prahinamajarayudisayam disibirasah Word for word meanings. Tat, his, and Hippertum, wishes of the mind, Alaxaya, observing, Bradarah, his brothers, Asayuda, the infallible, Lord Shri Krishna, Kadita, being advised by, Ganam, riches, Prahinam, to collect, Ajarah, brought about, Udisayam, northern, Disi, direction, Burasah. Sufficient. Translation. Understanding the hearty wishes of the king, his brothers, as advised by the infallible Lord Krishna, collected sufficient riches from the north left square bracket left by King Bharata right square bracket. PURPORT Maharaja Bharata, one of the great emperors of the world. He reigned over the world long before the reign of Maharaja Yudhisthira. He was the son of Maharaja Avixit and was a great devotee of the son of the sun god, known as Yamaraja. His brother Samvarda was a rival priest of the great Brahaspati, the learned priest of the demigods. He conducted one sacrifice called Sankara Yajna by which the Lord was so satisfied that he was pleased to hand over to him the charge of a mountain peak of gold. This peak of gold is somewhere in the Himalaya mountains, and modern adventurers may try to find it there. He was so powerful an emperor that at the day's end of sacrifice, the demigods from the other planets like Indra, Kandra and Brahaspati used to visit his palace. And because he had the gold peak at his disposal, he had sufficient gold in his possession. The canopy of the sacrificial altar was completely made of gold. In his daily performances of the sacrificial ceremonies, some of the inhabitants of the Vailoka, airy planets were invited to expedite the cooking work of the ceremony. And the assembly of the demigods in the ceremony was led by this Vadiva. By his constant pious work he was able to drive out all kinds of diseases from the jurisdiction of his kingdom. All the inhabitants of higher planets like Devaloka and Petraloka were pleased with him for his great sacrificial ceremonies. Every day he used to give in charity to the learned Brahmanas such things as beddings, seats, conveyances and sufficient quantities of gold. Because of munificent charities and performances of innumerable sacrifices, the King of Heaven, Indradeva, was fully satisfied with him and always wished for his welfare. Due to his pious activities, he remained a young man throughout his life and reigned over the world for 1,000 years, surrounded by his satisfied subjects, ministers, legitimate wife, sons and brothers. Even Lord Shri Krishna praised his spirit of pious activities. He handed over his only daughter to Maharsi Angira, and by his good blessings, he was elevated to the kingdom of heaven. First of all, he wanted to offer the priesthood of his sacrifices to learned Brahaspati, but the demigod refused to accept the post because of the king's being a human being, a man of this earth. He was very sorry for this, but on the advice of Narada Muni he appointed Samvarta to the post, and he was successful in his mission. The success of a particular type of sacrifice completely depends on the priest in charge. 
In this age, all kinds of sacrifice are forbidden, because there is no learned priest amongst the so-called Brahmanas, who go by the false notion of being Brahmanas by virtue of being sons of Brahmanas but without Brahminical qualifications. In this age of Kali, therefore, only one kind of sacrifice is recommended, Sankirtana Yajna, as inaugurated by Lord Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu. SB 1.12.34 Text 34 Text Tina Samhara Samhara Dharma Patra Yudhisthira Vajamadhas Tribhir Bito Yajna Samajadaram Word for Word Meanings Tina, with that wealth, Samhara, collected, Samhara, ingredients, Dharma Patra, the pious king, Yudhisthira, Yudhisthira, Vajamadhay. By horse sacrifices, Tribhya, three times, Bita, being greatly afraid after the battle of Hiruksatra, Yajna, sacrifices, Samajit, perfectly worshipped, Haram, the personality of Godhead. Translation. By those riches, the king could procure the ingredients for three horse sacrifices. Thus the pious king Yudhisthira, who was very fearful after the battle of Hiruksatra pleased Lord Harry, the personality of Godhead. Purport. Maharaja Yudhisthira was the ideal and celebrated pious king of the world, and still he was greatly afraid after the execution of the Battle of Hiruksatra because of the mass killing in the fight, all of which was done only to install him on the throne. He therefore took all the responsibility for sins committed in the warfare, and to get rid of all these sins, he wanted to perform three sacrifices in which horses are offered at the altar. Such a sacrifice is very costly. Even Maharaja Yudhisthira had to collect the necessary heaps of gold left by Maharaja Bharata and the Brahmanas who were given gold in charity by King Bharata. The learned Brahmanas could not take away all the loads of gold given by Maharaja Bharata, and therefore they left behind the major portion of the gift. And Maharaja Bharata also did not again collect such heaps of gold given away in charity. Besides that, all the golden plates and utensils which were used in the sacrifice were also thrown in the dustbins, and all such heaps of gold remained unclaimed property for a long time, till Maharaja Yudhisthira collected them for his own purposes. Lord Shri Krishna advised the brothers of Maharaja Yudhisthira to collect the unclaimed property, because it belonged to the king. The more astonishing thing is that no subject of the state also collected such unclaimed gold for industrial enterprise or anything like that. This means that the state citizens were completely satisfied with all necessities of life and therefore not inclined to accept unnecessary productive enterprises for sense gratification. Maharaja Yudhisthira also requisitioned the heaps of gold for performing sacrifices and for pleasing the Supreme, Harry, personality of Godhead. Otherwise he had no desire to collect them for the state treasury. One should take lessons from the acts of Maharaja Yudhisthira. He was afraid of sins committed on the battlefield, and therefore he wanted to satisfy the supreme authority. This indicates that an intentional sins are also committed in our daily occupational discharge of duties, and to counteract even such an intentional crimes, one must perform sacrifices, as they are recommended in the revealed scriptures. The Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, Yajnarthat Karmano Nyatralako Yam Karma Bandhanah left square bracket BG. 3.9 right square bracket that one must perform sacrifices recommended in the scriptures in order to get rid of commitments of all unauthorized work, or even an intentional crimes which we are apt to commit. By doing so, one shall be freed from all kinds of sins. 
and those who do not do so but work for self-interest or sense gratification have to undergo all tribulations accrued from committed sins. Therefore, the main purpose of performing sacrifices is to satisfy the Supreme Personality Harry. The process of performing sacrifices may be different in terms of different times, places and persons, but the aim of such sacrifices is one and the same at all times and in all circumstances, namely, satisfaction of the Supreme Lord Harry. That is the way of pious life, and that is the way of peace and prosperity in the world at large. Maharaja Yudhisthira did all these as the ideal pious king in the world. If Maharaja Yudhisthira is a sinner in his daily discharge of duties, in royal administration of state affairs, wherein killing of man and animals is a recognized art, then we can just imagine the amount of sins committed consciously or unconsciously by the entrained population of the Kali Yuga, who are not performing any sacrifices to please the Supreme Lord. The Bhagavatam says, therefore, that the prime duty of the human being is to satisfy the Supreme Lord by the performance of one's occupational duty. SB. 1.2.13. Let any man of any place or community, caste or creed be engaged in any sort of occupational duty, but he must agree to perform sacrifices, as it is recommended in the scriptures for the particular place, time and person. In the Vedic literatures it is recommended that in Kali Yuga people engage in glorifying the Lord by chanting the holy name of Krishna without offense, and that by doing so one can be freed from all sins and thus can attain the highest perfection of life by returning home, back to Godhead, Kurdanad Eva Krishna Siamukta Sangmah Param Vrajit left square bracket SB 12.3.51 right square bracket. We have already discussed this more than once in this great literature in different places, especially in the introductory portion by sketching the life of Lord Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu, and still we are repeating the same with a view to bring about peace and prosperity in society. The Lord has declared openly in Bhagavad Gita how he becomes pleased with us, and the same process is practically demonstrated in the life and preaching work of Lord Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu. The perfect process of performing yajnas, or sacrifice, to please the Supreme Lord Harry, the personality of Godhead, who gets us free from all miseries of existence is to follow the ways of Lord Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu in this dark age of quarrel and dissension. Maharaja Yudhisthira had to collect heaps of gold to secure the paraphernalia for the horse sacrifice yajnas in days of sufficiency, so we can hardly think of such performance of yajnas in these days of insufficiency and complete scarcity of gold. At the present moment we have heaps of papers and promises of their being converted into gold by economic development of modern civilization, and still there is no possibility of spending riches like Maharaja Yudhisthira, either individually or collectively or by state patronization. Just suitable, therefore, for the age, is the method recommended by Lord Sri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu in terms of the Sastra. Such a method requires no expenditure at all and yet can award more benefit than other expensive methods of yajna performances. The horse sacrifice yajna or cow sacrifice yajna performed by the Vedic regulations shouldn't be misunderstood as a process of killing animals. On the contrary, animals offered for the yajna were rejuvenated to a new span of life by the transcendental power of chanting the Vedic hymns, which, if properly chanted, are different from what is understood by the common layman. The Veda mantras are all practical, and the proof is rejuvenation of the sacrificed animal. There is no possibility of such methodical chanting of the Vedic hymns by the so-called Brahmanas or priests of the present age. 
the entrained descendants of the twice-born families are no more like their forefathers, and thus they are counted amongst the sadras, or once-born men. The once-born man isn't fit to chant the Vedic hymns, and therefore there is no practical utility of chanting the original hymns. And to save them all, Lord Shri Ketanaya Mahaprabhu propounded the Sankirtana movement or Yajna for all practical purposes, and the people of the present age are strongly recommended to follow this sure and recognized path. SB 1.12.35 Text 35 Text Ahuto Bhagavan Rajna Yajaya Vidvijaran Rapamuvasa Kadis in Mazan Sertam Prayakamaya. Word for word meanings. Ahuta, being called by, Bhagavan, Lord Krishna, the personality of Godhead, Rajna, by the king, Yajayava, causing to be performed, Tvijay, by the learned Brahmanas, Nrapam, on behalf of the king, Yuvasa. Resided, Kadisat, a few, Mazan, months, Sertam, for the sake of the relatives, Prayakamaya, for the pleasure. Translation. Lord Shri Krishna, the personality of Godhead, being invited to the sacrifices by Maharaja Yudhisthira, saw to it that they were performed by qualified left square bracket twice born right square bracket Brahmanas. After that, for the pleasure of the relatives, the Lord remained a few months. Purport. Lord Shri Krishna was invited by Maharaja Yudhisthira to look into the supervision of the performances of Yajna, and the Lord, to abide by the orders of his elderly cousin, caused the performance of Yajnas by learned twice-born Brahmanas. Simply taking birth in the family of a Brahmana does not make one qualified to perform Yajnas. One must be twice-born by proper training and initiation from the bona fide Akariya. The once-born scions of Brahmana families are equal with the once-born Sudras, and such Brahmabandhas, or unqualified once-born men, have no right to accept the priesthood for performing any kind of fruitive sacrifice. Such once-born scions must be rejected for any purpose of religious or Vedic function. Lord Shri Krishna was entrusted to look after this arrangement, and perfect, as he is, he caused the Yajnas to be performed by the bona fide twice-born Brahmanas for successful execution. SB 1.12.36 Text 36 Text Tato Rajnabhai Najnatah Krishnaya Satabhambhyabhyayabhiravatam Brahman Sarjuno Yudabhiravratah Word for word meanings. Tada, thereafter, Rajna, by the king, and Hainajnata, being permitted, Krishnaya, as well as by Draupadi, Sata, along with, Bandhabhya, other relatives, Yaya, went to, Tviravatam, Tvarakatama, Brahman, O Brahmanas, Satarjuna, along with Arjuna, Yudabhya, by the members of the Yadu dynasty, Vrata, surrounded. Translation. O Sonika, thereafter the Lord, having bidden farewell to King Yudhisthira, Draupadi and other relatives, started for the city of Dvaraka, accompanied by Arjuna and members of the Yadu dynasty. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the first canto, twelfth chapter, of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Birth of Emperor Pirixit. SB 1.13, Dhritarashtra quits home. 13. Dhritarashtra quits home. SB 1.13.1. Text 1. Text. Sudha Yuvaka Vidarastirtha Yatraya Matriadat Manogadam Jnatvagadastinapiramte Avastavivitsata. Word for word meanings. Sutta Yuvaka, Shri Sudha Gosvami said, Vidara, Vidara, Tirtha Yatrayam, while traveling to different places of pilgrimage, Matriat, from the great sage Matriya, Atmana, of the self, Madam, destination, Jnadva. 
by knowing it, Agat, went back, Hastinapuram, the city of Hastinapura, Taya, by that knowledge, Avatka, sufficiently a gainer, Vivitsita, being well versed in everything knowable. Translation. Sri Sudagasvami said, while traveling on a pilgrimage, Vidura received knowledge of the destination of the self from the great sage Maitreya and then returned to Hastinapura. He became as well versed in the subject, as he desired. Purport. Vidura, one of the prominent figures in the history of the Mahabharata. He was conceived by Vyasadeva in the womb of the maidservant of Ambika, mother of Maharaja Pandu. He is the incarnation of Yamaraja. Being cursed by Manduka Muni, he was to become a Sudra. The story is narrated, as follows. Once upon a time the state police caught some thieves who had concealed themselves in the hermitage of Manduka Muni. The police constables, as usual, arrested all the thieves and Manduka Muni along with them. The magistrate specifically punished the Muni to death by being pierced with a lance. When he was just to be pierced, the news reached the king, and he at once stopped the act on consideration of his being a great Muni. The king personally begged the Muni's pardon for the mistake of his men, and the saint at once went to Yamaraja, who prescribes the destiny of the living beings. Yamaraja, being questioned by the Muni, replied that the Muni in his childhood pierced an ant with a sharpened straw, and for that reason he was put into difficulty. The Muni thought it unwise on the part of Yamaraja that he was punished for his childish innocence, and thus the Muni cursed Yamaraja to become a Sudra, and this Sudra incarnation of Yamaraja was known as Vidura, the Sudra brother of Dhritarashtra and Maharaja Pandu. But this Sudra son of the Kuru dynasty was equally treated by Bismadeva, along with his other nephews, and in due course Vidura was married with a girl who was also born in the womb of a Sudrani by a Brahmana. Although Vidura did not inherit the property of his father, the brother of Dismadeva, still he was given sufficient state property by Dhritarashtra, the elder brother of Vidura. Vidura was very much attached to his elder brother, and all along he tried to guide him on the right path. During the fratricidal war of Hiruxatra, Vidura repeatedly implored his elder brother to do justice to the sons of Pandu, but Dryadhana did not like such interference by his uncle, and thus he practically insulted Vidura. This resulted in Vidura's leaving home for pilgrimage and taking instructions from Maitreya. SB 1.13.2 Text 2 Text Yavatah Kratavan Prasnan Sadakasara Vagratah Jataka Bakter Gavan Tebhais Word for word meanings. Yavatah, all that, Kratavan, did he put, Prasnan, questions, Ksada, a name of Vidura, Kasarava, a name of Maitreya, Agrata, in the presence of, Jada, having grown up, Ika, one, Bakta, transcendental loving service, governed, unto Lord Krishna, Tebhaya, regarding further questions, Ka, and, Aparama, retired from, Ha, in the past. Translation. After asking various questions and becoming established in the transcendental loving service of Lord Krishna, Vidura retired from putting questions to Maitreya Muni. Purport. Vidura retired from putting questions before Maitreya Muni, when he was convinced by Maitreya Rsi that the summum bonum of life is to be finally situated in the transcendental loving service of Lord Shri Krishna, who is Gavinda, or one who satisfies his devotees in all respects. The conditioned soul, the living being in material existence, seeks happiness by employing his senses in the modes of materialism, but that cannot give him satisfaction. He then searches after the supreme truth by the empiric philosophic speculative method and intellectual feats. 
But if he does not find the ultimate goal, he again goes down to material activities and engages himself in various philanthropic and altruistic works, which all fail to give him satisfaction. So neither fruitive activities nor dry philosophical speculation can give one satisfaction, because by nature a living being is the eternal servitor of the Supreme Lord Shri Krishna, and all the Vedic literatures give him direction towards that ultimate end. The Bhagavad Gita, 15.15 confirms this statement. Like Venera, an inquisitive conditioned soul must approach a bona fide spiritual master like Maitreya and by intelligent inquiries must try to know everything about karma, fruitive activities, jnana, philosophical research for the supreme truth, and yoga, the linking process of spiritual realization. One who is not seriously inclined to put questions before a spiritual master need not accommodate a Shodhbanal spiritual master, nor should a person who may be a spiritual master for others pose to be so, if he is unable to engage his disciple ultimately in the transcendental loving service of Lord Shri Krishna. Venera was successful in approaching such a spiritual master like Maitreya, and he got the ultimate goal of life, Bhakti unto Govinda. Thus there was nothing to be known further about spiritual progress. SB 1.13.3 SB 1.13.4 SB 1.13.3-4 Texts 3-4 Text Tambandamagadam drastvadharma patrasahanujah dradirastral uiatsis kasutahsiradvatah prathagandari dropadi brahman sabadrakadara krapianyas kajamayah pandardnatahsisutahstriyah Word for word meanings Tam, him, Bantam, relative, Agadam, having arrived there, Drastva, by seeing it, Dharmapatra, Yudhisthira, Sata Anuja, along with his younger brothers, Dhritarastra, Dhritarastra, Uyatsa, Satyaki, Kath, and, Sutta, Sanjaya, Saradvata, Kripakariya, Prafat, Kunti, Gandhari, Gandhari, Draupadi, Draupadi, Brahman, O Brahmanas, Sabadra, Sabadra, Kath, and, Adara, Adara, Kripi, Kripi, Inya, others, Kath, and, Jamaya, wives of other family members, Panda, of the Pandavas, Jnataya, family members, Sasuta, along with their sons, Striya, the ladies. Translation. When they saw Venera return to the palace, all the inhabitants, Maharaja Yudhisthira, his younger brothers, Dhritarashtra, Satyaki, Sanjaya, Kripakariya, Kunti, Gandhari, Draupadi, Sabadra, Adara, Kripi, many other wives of the Korvas, and other ladies with children, all hurried to him in great delight. It so appeared that they had regained their consciousness after a long period. PURPORT Gandhari, the ideal chaste lady in the history of the world. She was the daughter of Maharaja Sabala, the king of Gandhara, now Kandahar in Kabul, and in her maiden state she worshipped Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva is generally worshipped by Hindu maidens to get a good husband. Gandhari satisfied Lord Shiva, and by his benediction to obtain 100 sons, she was betrothed to Dhritarashtra, despite his being blind forever. When Gandhari came to know that her would-be husband was a blind man, to follow her life companion she decided to become voluntarily blind. So she wrapped up her eyes with many silk linens, and she was married to Dhritarashtra under the guidance of her elder brother Sakuni. She was the most beautiful girl of her time, and she was equally qualified by her womanly qualities, which endeared every member of the Korva court. But despite all her good qualities, she had the natural frailties of a woman, and she was envious of Kunti, when the latter gave birth to a male child. Both the queens were pregnant, but Kunti first gave birth to a male child. 
Thus Gandhari became angry and gave a blow to her own abdomen. As a result, she gave birth to a lump of flesh only, but since she was a devotee of Vyasadeva, by the instruction of Vyasadeva the lump was divided into 100 parts, and each part gradually developed to become a male child. Thus her ambition to become the mother of 100 sons was fulfilled, and she began to nourish all the children according to her exalted position. When the intrigue of the battle of Thiruksetra was going on, she was not in favor of fighting with the Pandavas, rather, she blamed Dhritarashtra, her husband, for such a fratricidal war. She desired that the state be divided into two parts, for the sons of Pandu and her own. She was very affected when all her sons died in the battle of Thiruksetra, and she wanted to curse Damasena and Yudhisthira, but she was checked by Vyasadeva. Her mourning over the death of Brianhana and Dusasana before Lord Krishna was very pitiful, and Lord Krishna pacified her by transcendental messages. She was equally aggrieved on the death of Karna, and she described to Lord Krishna the lamentation of Karna's wife. She was pacified by Srila Vyasadeva, when he showed her dead sons, then promoted to the heavenly kingdoms. She died along with her husband in the jungles of the Himalayas near the mouth of the Gangs, she burned in a forest fire. Maharaja Yudhisthira performed the death ceremony of his uncle and aunt. Prafat, daughter of Maharaja Yurasena and sister of Vasudeva, Lord Krishna's father. Later she was adopted by Maharaja Kantibhaja, and hence she is known as Kunti. She is the incarnation of the success potency of the personality of Godhead. The heavenly denizens from the upper planets used to visit the palace of King Kantibhaja, and Kunti was engaged for their reception. She also served the great mystic sage Durvasa, and being satisfied by her faithful service, Durvasa Muni gave her a mantra by which it was possible for her to call for any demigod she pleased. As a matter of inquisitiveness, she at once called for the sun god, who desired couplement with her, but she declined. But the sun god assured her immunity from virgin adulteration, and so she agreed to his proposal. As a result of this couplement, she became pregnant, and Karna was born by her. By the grace of the sun, she again turned into a virgin girl, but being afraid of her parents, she quitted the newly born child, Karna. After that, when she actually selected her own husband, she preferred Pandu to be her husband. Maharaja Pandu later wanted to retire from family life and adopt the renounced order of life. Kunti refused to allow her husband to adopt such life, but at last Maharaja Pandu gave her permission to become a mother of sons by calling some other suitable personalities. Kunti did not accept this proposal at first, but when vivid examples were set by Pandu she agreed. Thus by dint of the mantra awarded by Dervasa Muni she called for Dharmaraja, and thus Yudhisthira was born. She called for the demigod Vayu, Er, and thus Bhima was born. She called for Indra, the king of heaven, and thus Arjuna was born. The other two sons, namely Nakula and Sahadeva, were begotten by Pandu himself in the womb of Madri. Later on, Maharaja Pandu died at an early age, for which Kunti was so aggrieved that she fainted. Two co-wives, namely Kunti and Madri, decided that Kunti should live for the maintenance of the five minor children, the Pandavas, and Madri should accept the savvy rituals by meeting voluntary death along with her husband. This agreement was endorsed by great sages like Satasranga and others present on the occasion. Later on, when the Pandavas were banished from the kingdom by the intrigues of Brianhana, Kunti followed her sons, and she equally faced all sorts of difficulties during those days. 
during the forest life one demon girl, Idimba, wanted Dima, as her husband. Dima refused, but when the girl approached Kunti and Yudhisthira, they ordered Dima to accept her proposal and give her a son. As a result of this combination, Gitakkakal was born, and he fought very valiantly with his father against the Korvus. In their forest life they lived with a Brahmana family that was in trouble because of one Bakeshur demon, and Kunti ordered Dima to kill the Bakeshur to protect the Brahmana family against troubles created by the demon. She advised Yudhisthira to start for the Pamkaladisa. Draupadi was gained in this Pamkaladisa by Arjuna, but by order of Kunti all five of the Pandava brothers became equally the husbands of Pankali, or Draupadi. She was married with five Pandavas in the presence of Vyasadeva. Kuntadevi never forgot her first child, Karna, and after Karna's death in the Battle of Thiruksetra she lamented and admitted before her other sons that Karna was her eldest son prior to her marriage with Maharaja Pandu. Her prayers for the Lord after the Battle of Thiruksetra, when Lord Krishnan was going back home, are excellently explained. Later she went to the forest with Gandhari for severe penance. She used to take meals after each 30 days. She finally sat down in profound meditation and later burned to ashes in a forest fire. Draupadi, the most chaste daughter of Maharaja Drupada and partly an incarnation of Goddess Sassi, the wife of Indra. Maharaja Drupada performed a great sacrifice under the superintendence of the sage Yaja. By his first offering, Drastadiyamna was born, and by the second offering, Draupadi was born. She is therefore the sister of Drastadiyamna, and she is also named Pankali. The five Pandavas married her as a common wife, and each of them begot a son in her. Maharaja Yudhisthira begot a son named Prativit, Dvasena begot a son named Sudasoma, Arjuna begot Srutakurti, Nakula begot Satanika, and Sahadeva begot Srutakarma. She is described as a most beautiful lady, equal to her mother-in-law, Kunti. During her birth there was an error message that she should be called Krishna. The same message also declared that she was born to kill many Exatriya. By dint of her blessings from Sankara, she was awarded five husbands, equally qualified. When she preferred to select her own husband, princes and kings were invited from all the countries of the world. She was married with the Pandavas during their exile in the forest, but when they went back home Maharaja Drupada gave them immense wealth as a dowry. She was well received by all the daughters-in-law of Dhritarashtra. When she was lost in a gambling game, she was forcibly dragged into the assembly hall, and an attempt was made by Dusasana to see her naked beauty, even though there were elderly persons like Bisma and Drona present. She was a great devotee of Lord Krishna, and by her praying, the Lord himself became an unlimited garment to save her from the insult. A demon of the name Jitesha kidnapped her, but her second husband, Dumasena, killed the demon and saved her. She saved the Pandavas from the curse of Maharsi Durvasa by the grace of Lord Krishna. When the Pandavas lived incognito in the palace of Virata, Kikakal was attracted by her exquisite beauty, and by arrangement with Dima the devil was killed and she was saved. She was very much aggrieved when her five sons were killed by Asvatthama. At the last stage, she accompanied her husband Yudhisthira and others and fell on the way. The cause of her falling was explained by Yudhisthira, but when Yudhisthira entered the heavenly planet he saw Draupadi gloriously present there as the goddess of fortune in the heavenly planet. Sabhadra, daughter of Vasudeva and sister of Lord Sri Krishna. She was not only a very dear daughter of Vasudeva, but also a very dear sister to both Krishna and Baladeva. 
the two brothers and sister are represented in the famous Jagannatha Temple of Puri, and the temple is still visited by thousands of pilgrims daily. This temple is in remembrance of the Lord's visit at Kuruksetra during an occasion of solar eclipse and his subsequent meeting with the residents of Vrindavana. The meeting of Radha and Krishna during this occasion is a very pathetic story, and Lord Sri Ketanaya, in the ecstasy of Redharani, always pined for Lord Sri Krishna at Jagannathapuri. While Arjuna was at Tvarika, he wanted to have Subhadra as his queen, and he expressed his desire to Lord Krishna. Sri Krishna knew that his elder brother, Lord Daladeva, was arranging her marriage elsewhere, and since he did not dare to go against the arrangement of Daladeva, he advised Arjuna to kidnap Subhadra. So when all of them were on a pleasure trip on the Ravata hill, Arjuna managed to kidnap Subhadra according to the plan of Sri Krishna. Sri Baladeva was very angry at Arjuna, and he wanted to kill him, but Lord Krishna implored his brother to excuse Arjuna. Then Subhadra was duly married with Arjuna, and Anhimanayu was born of Subhadra. At the premature death of Anhimanayu, Subhadra was very mortified, but on the birth of Pirixit she was happy and solaced. SB 1.13.5 Text 5 Text Pratyaj Jagna Praharsina Pranam Tanva Ivagadaman Hisam Ganvaya Venhivat Pirasvam Ganhivatane Word for word meanings Prati, towards, Ajjagna, went Prahersina, with great delight, Pranam, life, Tanva, of the body, Iva, like, Agadam, returned, and his Amganvaya, approaching, Venhivat, in due form, Parasvanga, embracing, and Hivetane, by obeisances. Translation. With great delight they all approached him, as if life had returned to their bodies. They exchanged obeisances and welcomed each other with embraces. Purport. In the absence of consciousness, the limbs of the body remain inactive. But when consciousness returns, the limbs and senses become active, and existence itself becomes delightful. Venera was so dear to the members of the core of the family that his long absence from the palace was comparable to inactivity. All of them were feeling acute separation from Venera, and therefore his return to the palace was joyful for all. SB 1.13.6 Text 6 Text Mumuka Pramadas Pavam Virahap Kanthaya Kadaraya Harajatamarhayam Kakorkritasanapirigraham. Word for word meanings. Mumuka, emanated, Pramat, affectionate, Basprom, emotional tears, Viraha, separation, Apkanthaya, anxiousness, Kadaraya, being aggrieved, Raja, King Yudhisthira, Tam, unto him, Venera, Arhayam Kakor, offered, Krita, performance of, Asana, sitting accommodations, Pirigraham, arrangement of, Translation. Due to anxieties and long separation, they all cried out of affection. King Yudhisthira then arranged to offer sitting accommodations and a reception. SB 1.13.7. Text 7. Text. Tambatavantam visrantam asinam sukham asane prasray avanato raja pravatasam kasranvedam. Word for word meanings. Tam, him, Venera, but Tavantam, after feeding him sumptuously, Visrantam, and having taken rest, Asinam, being seated, Sukhum Asane, on a comfortable seat, Prasraya Vanata, naturally very gentle and meek, Raja, King Yudhisthira, Prata, began to speak, Tesimka, and by them, Sranvedam, being heard. Translation. After Venera ate sumptuously and took sufficient rest, he was comfortably seated. Then the king began to speak to him, and all who were present there listened. PURPORT King Yudhisthira was expert in reception also, even in the case of his family members. 
Vidura was well received by all the family members by exchange of embraces and obeisances. After that, bathing and arrangements for a sumptuous dinner were made, and then he was given sufficient rest. After finishing his rest, he was offered a comfortable place to sit, and then the king began to talk about all happenings, both family and otherwise. That is the proper way to receive a beloved friend, or even an enemy. According to Indian moral codes, even an enemy received at home should be so well received that he will not feel any fearful situation. An enemy is always afraid of his enemy, but this should not be so, when he is received at home by his enemy. This means, that a person, when received at home, should be treated as a relative, so what to speak of a family member like Vidura, who was a well-wisher for all the members of the family. Thus Yudhisthira Maharaja began to speak in the presence of all the other members. SB 1.13.8 Text 8 Text Yudhisthira Yuvaka Api Smarafanoyasmat Paksakayasa Manhattan Vipadganan Visagnayater Masata Yatsamatraka Word for Word Meanings Yudhisthira Yuvaka, Maharaja Yudhisthira said, Api, whether, Smarafa. You remember, Nah, us, Yasmat, from you, Paksa, partiality towards us like the wings of a bird, Chaya, protection, Samanhidan, we who were brought up by you, Vipadganat, from various types of calamities, Visa, by administration of poison, Aniadah, by setting on fire, Masatah, released from, Yat, what you have done, Sath, along with, Matraka, our mother, Translation. Maharaja Yudhisthira said, My uncle, do you remember, how you always protected us, along with our mother, from all sorts of calamities? Your partiality, like the wings of a bird, saved us from poisoning and arson. PURPORT. Due to Pandu's death at an early age, his minor children and widow were the object of special care by all the elderly members of the family, especially Bismadeva and Mahatma Vidura. Vidura was more or less partial to the Pandavas due to their political position. Although Dhritarashtra was equally careful for the minor children of Maharaja Pandu, he was one of the intriguing parties who wanted to wash away the descendants of Pandu and replace them by raising his own sons to become the rulers of the kingdom. Mahatma Vidura could follow this intrigue of Dhritarashtra and company, and therefore, even though he was a faithful servitor of his eldest brother, Dhritarashtra, he did not like his political ambition for the sake of his own sons. He was therefore very careful about the protection of the Pandavas and their widow mother. Thus he was, so to speak, partial to the Pandavas, preferring them to the sons of Dhritarashtra, although both of them were equally affectionate in his ordinary eyes. He was equally affectionate to both the camps of nephews in the sense that he always chastised Brayadhana for his intriguing policy against his cousins. He always criticized his elder brother for his policy of encouragement to his sons, and at the same time he was always alert in giving special protection to the Pandavas. All these different activities of Vidura within the palace politics made him well known as partial to the Pandavas. Maharaja Yudhisthira has referred to the past history of Vidura before his going away from home for a prolonged pilgrim's journey. Maharaja Yudhisthira reminded him that he was equally kind and partial to his grown-up nephews, even after the Battle of Thiruksitra, a great family disaster. Before the Battle of Thiruksitra, Dhritarashtra's policy was peaceful annihilation of his nephews, and therefore he ordered Purakana to build a house at Varanavata, and when the building was finished Dhritarashtra desired that his brother's family live there for some time. 
when the Pandavas were going there in the presence of all the members of the royal family, Vidaratakt fully gave instructions to the Pandavas about the future plan of Dhritarashtra. This is specifically described in the Mahabharata, Adi Parva 114. He indirectly hinted, a weapon not made of steel or any other material element can be more than sharp to kill an enemy, and he who knows this is never killed. That is to say, he hinted that the party of the Pandavas was being sent to Varanavada to be killed, and thus he warned Yudhisthira to be very careful in their new residential palace. He also gave indications of fire and said that fire cannot extinguish the soul but can annihilate the material body. But one who protects the soul can live. Kunti could not follow such indirect conversations between Maharaja Yudhisthira and Vidura, and thus, when she inquired from her son about the purport of the conversation, Yudhisthira replied that from the talks of Vidura it was understood that there was a hint of fire in the house, where they were proceeding. Later on, Vidura came in disguise to the Pandavas and informed them that the housekeeper was going to set fire to the house on the fourteenth night of the waning moon. It was an intrigue of Dhritarashtra that the Pandavas might die altogether with their mother. And by his warning the Pandavas escaped through a tunnel underneath the earth so that their escape was also unknown to Dhritarashtra, so much, so that after setting the fire, the Koravas were so certain of the death of the Pandavas that Dhritarashtra performed the last rites of death with great cheerfulness. And during the mourning period all the members of the palace became overwhelmed with lamentation, but Vidura did not become so, because of his knowledge that the Pandavas were alive somewhere. There are many such instances of calamities, and in each of them Vidura gave protection to the Pandavas on one hand, and on the other he tried to restrain his brother Dhritarashtra from such intriguing policies. Therefore, he was always partial to the Pandavas, just as a bird protects its eggs by its wing. SB 1.13.9. Text 9. Text. Kayavrataya Vartadam Vaskarabhyaksidi Mandalam Turfanikshatramakhainisivitanahabutail. Word for word meanings. Kaya, by which, Vrataya, means, Vartadam, maintained your livelihood, Vah, your good self, Karabhya, while traveling, Ksidi Mandalam, on the surface of the earth, Turfani, places of pilgrimage, Ksetramakhaini, the principal holy places, Savinani, served by you, Iha, in this world, Butail, on this planet. Translation. While traveling on the surface of the earth, how did you maintain your livelihood? At which holy places and pilgrimage sites did you render service? PURPORT Vidura went out from the palace to detach himself from household affairs, especially political intrigues. As referred to herein before, he was practically insulted by Dryadhana's calling him a son of a Sudrani. Although it was not out of place to talk loosely in the case of one's grandmother. Vidura's mother, although a Sudrani, was the grandmother of Dryadhana, and funny talks are sometimes allowed between grandmother and grandchildren. But because the remark was an actual fact, it was impalatable talk to Vidura, and it was accepted as a direct insult. He therefore decided to quit his paternal house and prepare for the renounced order of life. This preparatory stage is called Vanaprastha Asrama, or retired life for traveling and visiting the holy places on the surface of the earth. In the holy places of India, like Vrindavana, Hardwar, Jagannathapuri, and Prayaga, there are many great devotees, and there are still free kitchen houses for persons who desire to advance spiritually. Maharaja Yudhisthira was inquisitive to learn whether Vidura maintained himself by the mercy of the free kitchen houses, Chatras. SB 1.13.10. Text 10. 
Text. Bhavad Vita Bhagavatas Tirtha Butas Vayam Vigho Tirthi Kurvanti Tirthanis Vantasthina Gadabhara. Word for word meanings. Bhavat, your good self, Vinha, like, Bhagavata, devotees, Tirtha, the holy places of pilgrimage, Buta, converted into, Svayam, personally, Vigho, O powerful one, Tirthi Kurvanti, make into a holy place of pilgrimage, Tirthani, the holy places, Svantasthina, having been situated in the heart, Gadabrata, the personality of Godhead. Translation. My lord, devotees like your good self are verily holy places personified. Because you carry the personality of Godhead within your heart, you turn all places into places of pilgrimage. PURPORT The personality of Godhead is omnipresent by his diverse potencies everywhere, just as the power of electricity is distributed everywhere within space. Similarly, the Lord's omnipresence is perceived and manifested by his unalloyed devotees like Venera, just as electricity is manifested in an electric bulb. A pure devotee like Venera always feels the presence of the Lord everywhere. He sees everything in the potency of the Lord and the Lord in everything. The holy places all over the earth are meant for purifying the polluted consciousness of the human being by an atmosphere surcharged with the presence of the Lord's unalloyed devotees. If anyone visits a holy place, he must search out the pure devotees residing in such holy places, take lessons from them, try to apply such instructions in practical life and thus gradually prepare oneself for the ultimate salvation, going back to Godhead. To go to some holy place of pilgrimage does not mean only to take a bath in the Gangs or Yamuna or to visit the temples situated in those places. One should also find representatives of Vidura who have no desire in life save and accept to serve the personality of Godhead. The personality of Godhead is always with such pure devotees because of their unalloyed service, which is without any tinge of fruitive action or utopian speculation. They are in the actual service of the Lord, specifically by the process of hearing and chanting. The pure devotees hear from the authorities and chant, sing and write of the glories of the Lord. Mahamuni Vyasadeva heard from Narada, and then he chanted in writing, Sukadeva Gosvami studied from his father, and he described it to Pirixit that is the way of Srimad Bhagavatam. So by their actions the pure devotees of the Lord can render any place into a place of pilgrimage, and the holy places are worth the name only on their account. Such pure devotees are able to rectify the polluted atmosphere of any place, and want to speak of a holy place rendered unholy by the questionable actions of interested persons who try to adopt a professional life at the cost of the reputation of a holy place. SB 1.13.11 Text 11 Text Happy Nasirtas Tadabandhavakrasna Devatahdrastasrudavayatamasvapiram Sukham Asit Word for Word Meanings Happy, weather, nat, hour, serta, well-wishers, tada, oh my uncle, bandhava, friends, krishna devata, those who are always wrapped in the service of Lord Shri Krishna, drasta, by seeing them, sruta, or by hearing about them, va, either, yadava, the descendants of yadu, svathyarayam, along with their residential place, sukham asit, if they are all happy. Translation. My uncle, you must have visited Tverika. In that holy place are our friends and well-wishers, the descendants of Yadu, who are always wrapped in the service of the Lord Shri Krishna. You might have seen them or heard about them. Are they all living happily in their abodes? PURPORT The particular word Krishna Devata, that is, those who are always wrapped in the service of Lord Krishna, is significant. 
the Yadavas and the Pandavas, who were always wrapped in the thought of the Lord Krishna and his different transcendental activities, were all pure devotees of the Lord like Vidura. Vidura left home in order to devote himself completely to the service of the Lord, but the Pandavas and the Yadavas were always wrapped in the thought of Lord Krishna. Thus there is no difference in their pure devotional qualities. Either remaining at home or leaving home, the real qualification of a pure devotee is to become wrapped in the thought of Krishna favorably, that is, knowing well that Lord Krishna is the absolute personality of Godhead. Kamsa, Jarasandha, Sisupala and other demons like them were also always wrapped in the thought of Lord Krishna, but they were absorbed in a different way, namely unfavorably, or thinking him to be a powerful man only. Therefore, Kamsa and Sisupala are not on the same level as pure devotees like Vidura.